0: Do you want to take your game in baseball and business to the next level? Created by players for players. This is the Baseball and Business Podcast, where current and former pro and college baseball players are empowered to reach their full potential on the field and in business. Here's your host, Luke Melms. welcome to episode 17 of the baseball and business podcast i'm pumped to get this week's episode out last week i had the opportunity to spend some time in oregon and part of that trip was spent in the portland area i met up with the ceo and co-founder of baseballism which is the well-known brand that so many of us have become familiar with over the last couple years Travis Chalk started this company out of a garage with 0 in revenue and since has grown this business with his partners to nearly a 15 million dollar a year business with locations across the country and continue to expand. In this episode we talked about the early beginnings of the company, how it's grown, how everything that he did on the baseball field has helped as far as transferring certain lessons from baseball into business and how they apply. He talked about different situations, whether it's for those on the field or in business, how they can really maximize uh, the opportunities that they have in front of them. We recorded this podcast at the headquarters for Baseballism, which is in Portland, I'm excited to introduce you to Travis. Take a listen. Welcome to the show, Travis.
1: I'm glad to be here. Thanks for taking the trip down to Portland. I mean, it's nice and sunny for you to you about the good weather with you. Yeah.
0: Well, I know that we've had some, some contact over the last couple of years, but it's great to, to meet in person, and I'm excited to have you share your story uh, personally playing and then obviously with what you've done in business.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it.
0: But just as a starting point, let's go back to... Your playing days. Okay. You played in college. Yep. Tell everyone uh, the story because it is a little bit of a, a unique story and I'd love for everyone to hear that. So my personal story is, you know, played played high school ball um,
1: in Hawaii. I'm originally from Hawaii. Didn't plan on playing in college. Um, came up, uh, applied for a bunch of schools, got into the University of Oregon. It was the best school I got into, so I went to the University of Oregon. Uh, came, went to Oregon without visiting, just took my cousin's word for it because he went to Oregon. Um tried out for the club baseball team, um, made the team, and that was just kind of my my niche in Oregon. Coming from Hawaii, you you don't know a lot of people, you're not related to anyone in Oregon, um, and that was kind of my my community, was, was baseball, and I found out a lot about myself because I didn't really get along with a lot of the Hawaii people that were there, I didn't get along with the Asian community there, I'm Asian. Um, but when I tried for that baseball team, I made the baseball team, I found out, hey, this is kind of where I'm from, I'm from baseball hung out with the baseball guys just had a blast yeah and played club baseball you know for the love of the game um good competition but not you know not nearly the stress as, as a D1 program or a NAIA program or something like that but it was just a lot of fun being there playing ball
0: now for those that may not know there was no division 1 team at this school so club baseball I mean the the best kids that were going to the school yeah. were playing on that team
1: yeah i mean we had a good squad i mean if you have twenty thousand kids at a university and you say, "All right, we want the best fifteen players there," you're going to get a pretty good team. So our team consisted of a lot of you know good JUCO guys that didn't make it to D one or good high school guys that for some reason or another didn't get picked up, whether it be size or injury. Um, guys like myself, you know, who are were, were, we're talented but never had a work ethic, and so you put we put together a pretty good squad up there. I played in the uh, NCBA, which is the National Club Baseball Association. And we were real successful. I mean, we we're one of the bigger universities that was affiliated with them. And we have Nike backing us. So uh, we got taken care of real good for a club baseball team. So it was a lot of fun.
0: That's great. So one, once you got done playing, I know you kind of wanted to stay involved with the game. Yeah. You started a baseball camp, which became much more than that. Yep. But how did that all come together as far as wanting to, to do a camp?
1: Yeah, so... Um I was basically just looking for a summer job. To, I had to take a class during the summer to graduate. And so um, me and my buddies just decided to, hey, I will. I started a baseball. I, started, I bought the domain Baseballism, and I was running private lessons uh, just to start things off, just to make some money during the summer. And um, the opportunity came up to, to, to run a baseball camp. and uh, so that, We can do that. And so I started this baseball camp. It was just 20 kids a week. Um, at a small park in University uh, near the University of Oregon, um, and like I was saying, there's, there's there wasn't a big baseball community there, so we wanted to kind of make baseball a thing at the universe, near the University of Oregon in Eugene, because football's such a big thing, but there wasn't a lot of baseball, and there was a need for it because uh, because there wasn't you know you play near a big university, they're going to have those camps for kids or that you can go to. There's, there wasn't anything like that near the University of Oregon because there was no D1 team, and so we tried to fill that gap. So we started this youth baseball camp, we made sweet camp t-shirts, put a lot more thought into it than your normal, just like I played at this camp, get a free t-shirt, we made, made it with nice material, we made a logo for it, and uh, we ran that camp for two years successfully, um, and then we went our separate ways, but uh, everywhere we went after we went our separate ways, everyone was asking us, where'd you get that t-shirt, where'd you get the t-shirt, and that's kind of how baseballism was formed, was people were asking about a camp t-shirt that we had started in college.
0: So this was, really, uh, the birth, the the early roots of the company that it is today, was, that wasn't really the original idea. It was not the original idea, no. That's very interesting yeah. to hear. What made you come up with the name Baseballism? There has to be a story there. I mean, I was just looking for a name to call the
1: baseball camp or the private lesson company that I started. And uh, it's hard to find a domain nowadays. You know, everything's taken. And I just thought about you know Paul Durham and when you know Annie Savoy Savoy is talking about you know the Church of Baseball and I thought about the word baseballism because I mean it's it's not the first time anyone has said the word baseballism because baseballism by a lot of people is thought of you know a way of life or a religion. So I typed in baseballism.com and it wasn't taken and I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is kind of a common word and it's not taken. So I immediately bought the domain. And we just and because of what we did, we just ended up calling calling the camp baseballism. Okay. So it was actually the domain first, and then the name of the camp second. So I just kind of lucked out there, I got all the Twitter handles and all Instagram handles, and kind of went from
0: there. Okay. Yeah. So there was this ask on where did you get these shirts? Yeah. Which then led to, oh, there's some there's something here. Yeah. Yeah. And you started the business actually out of your garage. Yeah. Tell us about actually transitioning from a camp to a company that was selling apparel
1: yeah so it's it was crazy so basically everyone's asking us in portland because uh we went our separate ways so there's originally four of us that that ran the baseball camp and we went our separate ways because it's hard to run a summer baseball camp for for a living you know and so we went our separate ways one one guy one of our guys became a finance uh, manager at a at a medical institute and then we had one of us became a jag lawyer One of us worked for a ringer, ringer sports, which does cleats and apparel. And then I was a teacher and a baseball coach also did private lessons at a baseball Academy. And so we get together every once in a while, you know, not a lot maybe like once every four months to grab a beer or something like that. But we realized everyone's asking, where'd you get this shirt? Where'd you get this shirt? And it's happened to all of us um, at at different times and different places. And so I was like, Hmm, I'm going to make a run of these shirts guys. I'll sell them at this baseball Academy. I'm doing lessons at. we'll see what happens. So I made a run of, of, four dozen shirts and they sold out in a week. And I'm like, guys, like we, we have something here. I'm going to start doing something about this. Um, so we held a meeting and we we're like, all right, who's in on this? Did that. And, uh, start, we had a Kickstarter. So we made, we made some shirts. We did a Kickstarter video. I took, I took out 5,500 bucks out of my savings, which I didn't have. So I actually took out 1500 bucks out of my savings. And then I took, I found a credit card. That was, a uh, uh, no, um, what do you call no interest yeah, for no, a year. Yeah, no interest for a year. Yeah, and so we, I did that, and uh, basically just told myself I'm either going to do this or I am just going to go down in flames. And it kind of, kind of made me work really hard on it. And we did the Kickstarter successful, and then seven years later now we have uh, eight stores going on nine this year. So it's it's
0: been a crazy ride. Yeah, I mean that's to take something that literally started from from nothing yeah to build it to have a great local presence but then go well beyond that yeah i mean anyone in the base, baseball community knows your your brand yeah it's definitely one that stands out amongst all of them in my opinion because yeah. what's unique about your brand is that it's original yeah it's not licensed it's not putting other teams logos this is your brand and it's really baseball i mean at the end of the day baseball is this language I and mean, if we go back to the roots yep, of really yep. what baseball and business was, when I started this just as a blog, I was writing about business using baseball as this language to help mm-hmm. kind of navigate and yep. weave through it and try to use it to, to just connect dots. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, whether it's sh- – so many of the shirts that I've seen, I just love how you've taken these, these sayings or just these concepts – in baseball and turn it into something that someone wants to wear. Yeah. I
1: mean, baseball to me is like an analogy for life. And um, we try to put that in every T-shirt we made. I mean, we started from a baseball camp. And obviously at a baseball camp, you learn baseball. But to me, baseball is a lot more than that. You know, it's where, where I learned who I was. I mean, it taught me about life. And so when we ran that baseball camp, we taught kids about life. You know, why is it important to cover your teammates? Why is it important to, you know, hustle every time you run to first? I mean... That, that applies to life too, and so you kind of see it. The roots of the baseball camp are still in everything we make. Um, there's like the shirt we have; it's not okay with the backwards K. It's not okay to strike out swinging, and in life that means give yourself a chance. Like don't put it in the hands of somebody else. Like you, you fight your battle. You try to you know, do your best, and, and if you if you don't swing, you'll never know. So um, there's a, there's a, there's life lessons in everything, in baseball, in my opinion, and uh, we put it into our clothing too.
0: I love it. I mean, I'm curious to ask the question because I don't know. I'm sure everyone listening would, would find it interesting. What did you actually go to
1: school for? So okay. I was an education major. I was a PE teacher. So before I did this, I was a, uh, a sixth grade PE teacher. And then I got a, a full-time job at a Portland Community College teaching. It was a dream job. I taught ultimate frisbee, flag football, basketball, volleyball, and weight training. And so... It was really hard for me to jump ship from that uh, to do this, but it got to the point in my garage where it was, you know, there's too much going on, and I had to choose one or the other, and I just took the leap of faith, and I chose
0: this. I love it, because just like baseball isn't a game where you can watch a bunch of film and then say, okay, I'm going to go play. The yeah. way to get good at playing baseball is to go play baseball. You got to play, yeah, yeah. So. Maybe with your degree at some point in time you took a business class, maybe you didn't, but that wasn't your main focus in school and you've obviously built a company. So I think it's a great example of how anyone that's listening to this that maybe is done playing, has a degree in whatever, and says, I want to do something different than what I'm doing now, they shouldn't feel a reason why they can't go and pursue something that it just you have to you have to just go and, and put yourself out there. I guess is the best way to put yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, you got to go
1: and do it. And the great thing about baseball and business is, I feel like everybody plays their own position, and um, you got to know your strengths and weaknesses. And I think that's that's my biggest strength is knowing that I can't play every position. I got guys on my team that are going to be better catcher than I'm a third baseman, or or a better pitcher than. Than, than I can be. I I play I played third base in college, and we have a catcher, we have a second baseman, we have a first baseman on the uh te- oh, and a pitcher on the team, and so I always put it this way: is like we have a finance guy, obviously, and he's going to know a lot more than I know about finance, and I, I put it in his hands and I let him do his thing because I'm not going to tell if he's a, and he's also our, he was our catcher in, in college, and so I don't tell him how to catch. He doesn't tell me how to play third base. I don't tell our. Our uh, our CEO, how to do build outs in our stores, and, and i to tell him, you know, hey, I think this this should be this way. If it's if it's not necessary, I let him do his job. Everybody does their job, and and at the end, the outcome is the outcome. But uh, we win together, we lose together. And so far, we've been doing a lot of winning, so it's been good.
0: Yeah, I mean that's one of the other important pieces of this story that I I think is valuable for people to hear. This wasn't just you that started this. This truly was a team of people. Yeah, from yeah. Day one. I think it's very difficult in anything mm-hmm. it's impossible in baseball to wake up and say you know what I'm just going to go do this yeah it's an it's a you need nine guys on the field yeah at any given time and you need a team that goes well beyond that clearly and in business because you don't have to you can as a single person say I have this idea I'm going to go do this I'm not saying that you can't yeah but it's challenging it's it very is. difficult and it I know is. for me one of the things that I miss most about playing is is being on a team and competing yeah. as a team. So business has been a channel to let that play itself out. And I've, I've enjoyed that aspect of it to try to keep that piece of what I did do on the field. And it sounds like you've clearly done the same thing. Yeah,
1: I mean, one piece of advice um, that I would say that's huge for us is, yeah, we started as a team, but I mean, when we started early on, I knew that I didn't know everything, and I found guys that played different positions that I that I played so in business you know I, I was a creative guy you know I, I figured out watching YouTube how to you know make designs I figured out how to you know build a website and stuff like that but I knew that you know I, I'm not a good finance guy I know that I'm not a good sales guy and so I found teammates to, to come on board with me and start this thing that that had lanes that that I couldn't fill. And I think that's important for any business owners that you start this thing and yeah, you can start it with friends and it'll make it easier, but make sure that you don't have five pitchers on your team because if you have five pitchers on your team it's hard to it's hard to win a game because you don't have anyone to hit or play defense right no offense to pitchers that can hit but like, <laughs> you know the more the more lanes you can fill when you start off, the easier it's going to be
0: definitely yeah. that's I mean that's something that I've always thought about, but to hear you you say that it's common sense yeah. On a, in baseball, but it's not necessarily common sense in business. Yeah, that's why the two put together, I think, make a lot of sense. I think yeah. using analogies is powerful. So your product, at the end of the day, really is that you're using analogies, putting them on on clothing. Yep, and allowing people to own that. I think that's why it's been so it successful because people really take ownership of what they're they're wearing. And that's been super valuable to us because we. We
1: assume that our customer is really smart. I mean, I, I don't know, if some businesses may, may say like, you know, we're smarter than our customers and we're going to treat them in such a way. We assume that everyone's really smart. And so we put out shirts that, are, that, not, that kind of make our customer figure it out. Um, like live life like a 3-1 count. I mean, we don't say what it means. We just put it on the shirt and it means different things to different people and we let people figure it out. And it's been a, it causes conversation. When people see the shirt, they're like, oh, what does that mean? and they'll talk about it, and they become friends over it because it's a baseball thing. And so 6432 is another one. You see 6432, we don't have the answer on it. We just put it out there, and if you can figure it out, you can figure it out. If not, that's okay. But um, it's been, it's been working, working really well for us as far as starting conversation and making shirts that people can talk about and share baseball over.
0: And just so that anyone listening, that, that last one on the shirt, it reads as a math equation. Yes, yes. So anyone that knows baseball knows what that means. For anyone else, they're like, wow, this person needs to go to school because they can't add.
1: (laughs) And it's crazy because some of our our, uh, number one people that wear that shirt are like math teachers. And so they wear it to class and they're baseball coaches too, slash math teachers, and they wear it, and their kids are like, what is going on? But it's funny just reading that online and social media
0: on how people react to that shirt. Yeah. Now for everyone listening that does – I mean, we're sitting in your – storefront in yeah. portland mm-hmm. but who knows where everyone's listening to this from where do you have other locations if someone wants to get apparel obviously they can go online but locally you have presence
1: yeah so um obviously you can find us online baseballism.com but uh we've got stores in san francisco um arizona scottsdale uh we're in chicago near wrigley we're on Lansdowne in Boston, Cooperstown, New York. So all those big baseball tournaments, all those 12 U tournaments, we're right there on Main Street. Um, we're in Atlanta, and um, we're in Texas. So we're in, we're in Arlington, Texas. And this is kind of news-breaking right here. We're, I'm going to reveal this for the first time ever. We're going to be in Irvine Spectrum uh, in September of this year. So it's going to be our, our first Southern California store.
0: And I mean, you, we, when we were talking before, you mentioned Q4 is really the busiest time of yep. year. Just to help contextualize everything for people. I mean, this started, you started a business at zero in revenue out of a garage. Yeah. 2018, what did you guys do? I mean, if, if you want to share uh, this. So we just, did you we, just did, revenue?
1: we did, we ju- did just shy of 15 million. Okay. Yeah. Um, over the lifespan of the business since inception in 2013, we're at about 38 million. So it's been a, a rapid growth. We've grown at least thirty percent every year, and we're on pace to do that this year, which is getting getting kind of crazy because the numbers are getting
0: bigger. But we're still growing fast, and uh, fingers crossed, we keep doing that. Now, the, you haven't done the license piece. You've kept everything original. Yeah. Margins are great because of that. Yep. The logo itself is very iconic. I'd love for you to share a little bit of the story on how you decided to through the Ruth family. Yeah. That you did have to license that. Yes we did. Yeah. So
1: when we started this brand we had the original baseballism logo, which was the camp t shirt. Uh that just says baseballism with the bat hanging down as the eye. Um, but we decided like, you know, if we're gonna be a brand here, we gotta have a logo that kinda depicts who we are in a picture and not necessarily a word. We gotta have two logos. And so we went, you know, through a lot of trials and tribulations, but eventually we landed on, all right, who's the Michael Jordan of baseball? And it's got, it's got to be Babe Ruth. I mean, he's the most iconic player that everybody knows. And he's, you know, he's been gone for a long time and still everyone knows his name. And so we found his swing and we messed around with that a lot. And then there was just one day where I, I took an American flag and I planted it in his hands instead of a baseball bat. And I said, guys, what do you think about this? And everyone's was just like, goosebumps, you know, this, this is it. And so we had this logo and um, we wanted to do it the right way. And so... It was actually hard to get in touch with the Ruth family, so we just kind of ran with it for a little while. And we have a lawyer on board. And he's like, they're going to find us eventually. And so we knew they were coming to talk to us. And uh, we, so we made a store in Cooperstown, and we had our logo, and one of Babe Ruth's family members was there. And they're like, hey, that's Babe Ruth. And uh, they shot us an email, and we're like, we knew this for a long time that you guys have contacted kind of us. So it wasn't like we had, we had a hard time reaching out with them. Yeah, especially. you tried. Yeah. And so uh, they came to us, and we're like, let's make a deal. And so long story short, they love us now. You know, they're sitting on the couch collecting checks and we're we're making a good name or we're making an even better name for Babe Ruth with this swing. We're keeping him relevant. And so everybody wins right now. So it's it's great. It's a great partnership.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I mean I, I just love the creativity that's really behind everything in the fabric of this company from starting to expanding. Yeah. It's it's really really something that's that's remarkable. I mean want to give you the chance to just kind of share some advice for someone that's still playing, whether yeah. it's in college or, or pro ball. There's going to be, even if, if you play in the big leagues for 20 years, yeah. like life is long. Yeah. And baseball is relatively short in the big picture of things. What are some thoughts that you have just looking back at when you were playing? And obviously, you, if you didn't play, none of this would have ever happened because yeah. it started as a camp and then it led into the company yeah. it is today. But I guess specifically for for guys that are in college, what would you? I mean, looking back, say you know what? Here, the, here's this four year window of time. Yeah. Here's one or two things that you definitely recommend that someone does to set themselves up, regardless of whether they go on to play at the next level or yeah. that's the end, and whatever's waiting for them, whether it's business or yeah. whatever. What what would you have to say to them? I mean, my thing is
1: is I, it took me a while to
0: learn learn this, but You've got to
1: work like you lost your wallet. I mean, a lot of people work like it's harder to work for something that you you don't have yet. Pretend like you lost something. Like let's say you lost, someone stole your car. Imagine, like imagine if someone stole your car, how much work you put in to get it back. And that's how you got to work. You got to work like you lost something. I think about when I lo- when I lose my wallet. You know, I'm flipping over couches. I'm making phone calls. I'm not sleeping until I find my wallet. Um, that's what you got to do when you start a business or 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 when you train for baseball to become a better player you have to train like like you lost something and not trying to get something because if if you don't have it yet you don't know what it feels like to have it and so you're like "Oh, i can get it later but if you lost it then you really got to work to get it back so my advice would be you got to work like you lost something because i mean it's just the hardest you ever work and and for me Basically, I lost something when I when I started this business because I took out that you know, $4,000 out of off a credit card I didn't have. So I basically stole the $4,000 from myself in order to make myself really say, all right, you've got a year to pay this back. How the hell are you going to do it? So it was kind of like, what does Bruce Banner do when he wants to turn to the Hulk? And he can't do it. He jumps out of a plane. I just jumped out of a plane and said, you know, I'm either going to turn to the Hulk or I'm going to die. So... I put pressure on myself. I basically worked like I lost something for you know, a good two years to start this business. And so
0: uh, that's my main advice: is just you got to work hard. I love that. I mean, that's a, a great way to look at it because yeah. it is easy to wake up, and if, if you don't have it, you kind of yeah, can think, ignore that feeling. Yeah, but you you're never saying before it doesn't matter to you. You're saying deal with this emotion yeah. head on. And, and let that help be the driving force to yeah. move your – whatever you're doing forward. That's a really, really great piece. I mean for, for everyone listening, I want to make sure that wherever they're at, they can find you on social media, your yeah. website. If they want to contact you, I know you're on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. What, how, how can someone find found out more about baseball, isn't it? Yeah, so uh, just
1: baseballism.com is our website. Um, obviously, you can find me at LinkedIn, Travis Chalk. Um, Instagram is at Trav Chalk. Um, I'm always help out, here to help out the baseball community. You know, I mean, I'm getting busier and busier as it goes on. So, you know, I may or may not get back to you uh, real quick. But, um, you know, I'm here for the baseball community. Baseballism here for the baseball community. And that's why we started this thing, um, giving back and, and just trying to spread a love for the game, so can hit me up on any of those those outlets. Uh, I'll get back to you when,
0: when, as soon as I can. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to make this happen. It's been great to hear the story firsthand. Yeah. And I know for everyone listening, they've, they've taken a lot of out of it. Regardless of whether they're playing or they're on the other side, there's a lot that, that you had to say that I know hit home. Yeah. Appreciate your time. Appreciate you, Luke. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Baseball and Business Podcast. For more information, visit our website at baseballandbusiness.com or visit our Instagram page at baseballandbusiness. For those of you who are current or former pro or college baseball players, visit our website and hit the join button. Here you'll get our weekly private email, which includes our weekly content, any updates, and exclusive invites to private events. Once again, this is Luke Melms, founder of Baseball & Business and former college baseball player. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon.